Mokartov, we are studying Melachim Bet, chapter 6, and we are in, we're on Pasuk uh, Kaftet 29. So we are now in the siege of Aram, okay? The siege of Aram around Shomron, around the, around the city of Shomron, and the situation has gotten very dire. There's no more food, there's no more water, things have gotten extraordinarily expensive to buy the head of a donkey, cost tons of money to buy the poop of a dove cost tons of money and someone comes to the king a woman comes to the king and she cries to the king and she said and he says what can i do for you go ask hashem to help you um and then uh what can i should i go bring you food from the from the wine press or from the or from the threshing floor so yeah but they're everybody's distraught and Things are, you know. Okay. So the king, so the king then calms down. And he asks her, "What's the matter?" And she said, "Look, me and another woman, we were planning on eating our kids, and she told me let's let's cook your son first. So we cooked my son, we ate him, and then the next day we wanted to cook her son, to eat her son, and she didn't. She hid her son, so now we don't have food. And like, obviously, the king isn't going to respond to that because that's just distressing and." As dark a situation as one could ever fathom. Okay, Pasuk Lamed 30 is what we're up to. And the king, when he hears the words of the woman, he rends his clothes and he puts on, uh, and as he's passing the wall of the city, the people and he tears his clothes and they see that he has the sackcloth on him on the outside, meaning some of the visible. Okay, he has a visible sackcloth on him. Okay? Yeah. And he swears and he says, So shall God do to me and so shall he continue to do to me if the head of Elisha stays on his head this day. Meaning he wants Elisha's head. Now why is he so upset at Elisha? Um, because he's the one who let them go. Because Elisha is doing all these miracles. No, maybe. That's actually an interesting take. That's not what the Rashi says. Rashi says because Elisha is the one who's doing all these miracles and he brings all this abundance to people and he has the ability to pray and to request that forgiveness or whatever, or mercy from God. And he doesn't seem to be doing it to the extent that people are killing and eating <coughs> their own kids. Right. So he gets very upset at Elisha. Okay, Pasuk Lamed Bet. Elisha now Elisha is sitting at home, and the elders are sitting with him. This is the kinim. Was it talking about like a Sanhedrin sort of thing? That's a good question because so far all we've seen with Elisha is the bnei hanaviim, which are students. Uh, what does it mean that the zikinim are sitting with them? Does anybody talk about it? We talk about. Was the Sanhedrin established? Ah, uh, it's not clear. I mean. Technically, like in times of David and Shilmo, they had the Beit Hamikdash. They they definitely had like a Sanhedrin. It's just a question of was it functioning in northern Israel right now right. in the city of Shomron where they're doing Abu Dazara. Like, I don't know if he's referring to the Sanhedrin or just the elders of the. It's probably the elders of the town. So he's sitting with the elders. Vayishlach Ishmi lefanav, and the king sends someone. B'terem yavoh malachelav. 
והוא אמר על הזקנים, הרי איתם כשלח בן המרצח הזה להסיר את ראשי, ראו קבוע מלאך, סגרו הדלת ולחצתם אותו בדלת, הלא כל רגלי אדוניו אחריו. And he said, and, and Elisha is sitting with the elders, and the king sent someone ahead of him to kill Elisha. And before the guy came to the door, he says to the elders, by the way, the son of the killer, meaning Yehoram's son of Achav, Elisha calls the killer. He sent a man to, kill my, to, to cut off my head, and whenever he comes, barricade the door and keep it closed, Because I know that the master, meaning the king, is going to be coming after him, and I want to, see, I want to speak to the king. Okay? Right. You see what goes on? He basically says, yeah. I, I could tell that the king is sending someone to kill me, so barricade the door, make him wait, so that the king follows him after. As he's still speaking to his uh, elders, the messenger comes down to Elisha. And he says... How did you translate this? What more, what more can I hope for from God? Okay, so the, the, the verse is abridged. He's saying, as he's speaking to his elders, the, the messenger comes, and then he gets barricaded behind the door, and then the king also comes, and the king says, that's how Radak interprets it, So this is the worst Uh, evil, the, the, the calamity that can come from God, what can I expect from God other than this? Meaning, what can I expect from God at this point? How can I uh, have hope in Him? Okay, chapter 7. So Elisha says, listen to the word of God. It's crazy. Listen to the word of God. So says God, at this time tomorrow, A se'ah of flour will be only one shekel, and two se'ahs of barley are going to also only be one shekel in the gates of Shomron. Now how is that possible when the head of a donkey, which is worthless, and the poop of a dove or more than that right now, how in one day is it going to become so cheap? Now we're going to get to that part of the story, how this deliverance from Elisha actually comes about. It's one of the famous stories, maybe in all of Melachim, And one of the servants that the king had, who the king relies on him, uh, um, he says to the man of God, he says to Elisha, and he says, what, if God were to even open up all of the, the skies to rain, would something like this even happen? And Elisha says, You don't have faith that God can do this thing. So you will see it happen, but you won't partake. But you won't have any food. Okay? And now we get to a fascinating, fascinating, uh, famous story of the four lepers. I think this is the Haftarah for Parashat Mitzorah or Tazriya or something. Um, the story of the four lepers. But it's, it's a famous story of deliverance for Am Yisrael. Pasuk Gimel. Now there are four people that are, that are Mitzorah standing at the entrance to the gate. Now they're outside the city of Shomron because they are Mitzoraim. So in general, they kept the Mitzoraim outside the city according to the Halakha. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the, the one man says to his friend, what are we sitting here until we die? We're going to starve. 
If we say, let's go into the city and say, forget this whole business of staying outside the city because we're leprous. We'll go into the city and then what? We're going to die there of starvation. If we sit here, we're also going to die. Why? Because just like there's no food in the city, there's no food here and also the enemy is at the gate. So we're not going to live here. Let's just go. We have nothing to lose. Okay, these people have, outside the gate. They're outside the gate. So he said, we have nothing to lose, these people. These, uh, these um, leprous people. Okay? We have nothing to lose. Let's go to the camp of Aram. If they keep us alive, we will live. And if they kill us, we'll, we'll die anyway. Okay, so what? Now we die at their hands instead of, of starvation. What's the difference? So they get up in Neshef is what? The early morning when it's still dark out? And it says Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, let's see exactly. The early morning when it's still dark out, I think is Neshef. And they get up to go to the camp of Aram. And they come to the edge of the camp of Aram. And nobody's there. Nobody from the camp of Aram is there. And why was nobody there? Because God had made the sound of chariots be heard in the camp of Aram, kol rechev, kol sus, kol hail gadol, the sound of chariots, sound of horses, the sound of a lot, a big army. Maybe the king of Israel hired the king of the Chitim and the king of Egypt to bring his army against us. So they all got terrified because they heard the sound of approaching army. So all of the people of Aram got up and they fled in that early morning. And they left their tents and their horses and their donkeys and the entire camp that was there. They left and they ran away for their lives exactly the way America left Afghanistan. You know, it was, leave it all. You know, leave, leave billions, <laughs> leave billions of dollars of, uh, of equipment. They left... Tons and tons and tons of food and that's everything that was in their that's camp. That's how the U.S. works also. Whenever they offer like billions of dollars to a country, it's, it's not physical cash. It's all literally, like it's literally army, it's ar- like weapons. It's, it's, it's stuff in their arsenal and they, they, then they replenish themselves oh. their new stuff to their arsenal. That's interesting. That's the same thing with Afghanistan. I didn't know that. Okay, so now they have deal. Because there they left the, the weapons for the Taliban. Here, they're leaving it for... They, they left it from Israel, okay? So they run away, and they run for their lives. Now, there's no threat, okay? So this was purely a miracle, that they just heard the sound of an approaching army, they got scared. Now these lepers come to the edge of the camp. They go into the tent of one of the guys, they eat and they drink. And they take from there gold and silver and clothing. They went and they hid it. Then they went to somebody else's camp and they took money and stuff from there and they went and they hid that. So they're like just rummaging through everything and they're just taking stuff and hiding it for themselves. He said, we're not doing, they said to themselves all of a sudden, we're not doing the right thing. Today is a day of good tidings. It's a day of good news. And we're being quiet. And we're waiting until the, the morning light. 
And if we do wait, it's going to be sinful for us. So let's go and we'll come to the king. And we'll tell to the king the good news. And they came and they came and they called to the gatekeeper of the city. And they came, they said, we came to the camp of Aram. And behold, there's no man there and there's no sound of man. Asur, Vahamor Asur, their horses are all tied up and their, their donkeys are all tied up. The Ohalim Kasher Hemma and their tents are exactly how they left them, full with stuff. So the, the gatekeepers, they, they called and they, um, they went into the uh, thing, they told the king inside. So then the king gets up in the night, and he, because these guys, it was still night, right? Whenever they came, Twilight. I guess it wasn't even it wasn't even early morning. It was just it was just night. Okay, so they this all happened in the night. So they come back to the city. They say, if we wait until the morning, it's a sin for us. Let's go and bring the good news immediately. So they go back into the city. They bring the good news, and the king wakes up and he says. No, this isn't good. This is not good what is happening. I, I know what Aram is up to. They knew that we're starving. So they left their camp to try to lure us into their camp. And they're going to be in hiding in the field. And when, and when we go out, they're going to strike us while we're alive. And they're going to come into the city. That's what the king of Israel thinks. And then one of the people that were his servants, he said, so let's take five horses. Um, it's a very difficult pasuk, okay? So let's take five horses, which is all that we have left from everything that's in Israel. Uh, this is pretty much all we have left that is completely de- um, uh, depleted. And we will go and we'll send those horses and we'll see. Okay, is that how they translated it? Verse 13. They said, uh, let a few of the remaining horses that are still here be taken. They are like those that are left here of the whole multitude of Israel. Out of the whole multitude of Israel that have perished, let us send and find out. Okay, saying so this is the only thing we have left. So it's a difficult pasuk to translate. It's a little bit wordy. Okay, so out of all the uh, things that we have, this is all we have. Let's send these five horses from the multitude of Israel and we will uh, and we'll find out. So they take two uh, horses. Two teams of horses. What? Two teams of horses. Two teams of horses, because it said five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two teams of horses. And he sends it after the camp of Aram, saying, go and see, go and find out. Okay. So uh, we'll see what happens when they go to the camp of Zerashem tomorrow. Let's start some Pasuk Ted. Amen. Amen. Amen.